Are you a leader by accident or by choice? Learn the difference and more with today's guest. Are you a leader trying to get more from your business and life? Me too. So join me as I document the conversations, stories, and advice to help you achieve what matters in your life. Welcome to Unbound with me, Chris Dubois. Rahul Karun Sharma is a dynamic leader from India, currently residing in Ashburn, Virginia. With an MBA in human resources and a master's degree in organization development, Rahul has dedicated his life to building mindsets that achieve excellence. In his corporate role, he is entrusted with training and equipping leadership teams. While on the personal development front, he inspires others to adopt positive mind talk conversations. Rahul is the author of Be Action-Oriented and Habits for Miracles, which are empowering individuals to embrace action, unlock their true potential, and cultivate habits that lead to miraculous outcomes. Rahul, welcome to Unbound. Thank you, Chris, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is, uh, I feel like this one's been a long time coming for uh, since when we first started talking about getting episodes, so I'm excited to yes. actually finally get to record one. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, why don't we start with uh, your backstory? Sure. So um, I came to uh, United States in 2002. And, uh, but I've, if, okay, let me take a step back. Um, I want to share what has shaped me, the person who I am today. And uh, definitely education plays a major role. Uh, In my case, it was also the, the family background. Uh, my father worked for an Indian government. He was having a, a eight to five kind of a work, but he was so ingrained and so meticulous at his work that he always worked, went above and beyond. So mm-hmm. that going above and beyond has come from me, from him. Uh, my mother, who used to be housewife, uh, who used to take care of all of us, and I have uh, learned from her how to give back, um, how to give back to people who are in need. Uh, If you are capable, if God has made you capable to do things, help others. So that helping uh, approach, uh, the servant uh, leadership approach that has come from my my family. Um, Come from a very humble background. Um, I went for schooling in a boarding school, Chris. That's where I learned uh, the art of being uh, independent. Um, yep. staying away from the family at a early age. Um, and I love the uh, art of being a sports person. So the good thing about in my school was we used to play games seasonally, unless and until you are a part of a, a college team, uh, you, yep. you can play any sports as per the season. So we I played baseball when... Hardly any schools were having baseball during that time. I, I learned squash, uh, ping pong, uh, soccer, hockey. Hockey, I am very poor at hockey, so never got uh, got into hockey, the field hockey. Um, cricket, finally, I, I played cricket. And uh, finally, in my uh, high school, I uh, went into the school team. Uh, not the A team. We used to have two teams, so I was in a B team, I will be honest. Uh, but because we had some great players, so I didn't make the cut to a team. And that's uh, what has uh, brought me into the this space. Uh, when I was in school, uh, I used to spend good time in library. 
And that's where I get into the habit of reading. And uh, I started reading, got interest in the leadership development, personal development space, and which inspired me to do my management in human resources. And uh, worked in corporate India for three and a half years after my MBA, Chris. And uh, didn't uh, find uh, very exciting to do another job. So I came to States in 2002 to do my another master's in organization development. And uh, uh, joined a very great company uh, called Collabra. Worked with them since 19 years. I'm still part of uh, their global learning and development. And uh, whatever I am today is to be thanks to the experience I got from this organization. And uh, I'm awesome. very grateful for the environment and the opportunity that I have received so far. Yeah, awesome. And now we get to learn from it. So yep. uh, where I would love to start is uh, from our previous conversation, we talked about the difference between leadership by accident and leadership by choice. Mm -hmm. I would love to go deeper on that concept. Sure. Uh, so the leadership by choice is when you have a plan in place that in two years or maybe one year, you want to be a leader. Uh, you have a mentor who is mentoring you. You have all the uh, programs, learning and development programs that you are going through to be in that role. Uh, that's where I, I, I say that is a leader by choice, that you want to be a leader and you are making an effort to be there. Provided the, the performance and everything goes by default. Um, what I call an accidental leader, Chris, is you overnight something happened and you have to have someone who to take that position. So the person, the good individual, good performer, but not being trained to do the leadership role. And not that he cannot or she cannot do it, but they're not being trained. And then they learn the principles of leadership either by uh, what they have seen. So if they had a great leader, they will become a good leader. If they had not so great leader, then they will learn those things and probably try to implement. So that's where I call them as accidental leaders that they became leader by accident, not by choice. Right. So let's follow both of those paths. It's for an accidental leader, right? Because you don't know if you're going to be thrust into this position. What are some mm -hmm. things you should be doing now to prepare in case you do have to take on a leadership position and you know in a moment's notice? Right. So, so first thing uh, I would do is uh, do the self-analyzation of who you are as an individual, who you are as a leader, who you are, are as a person. That is number one. So you need to know your strengths, your areas of improvements. The second thing I would say is have a right mentor, not just in your organization. It could be from outside as well. Someone who can guide you, someone who has your best interest and someone who knows you. Uh, so that is very important. And, and number three, uh, I would say whatever, when you were working as an individual contributor, if there were things that you did never liked or did not like, my request would be don't repeat those uh, mistakes. <laughs> right. uh, now try to learn from those uh, mistakes. And um, the, for a leader, the one thing which is by default is uh, very, very important is their relationship with people. Mm -hmm. We are leaders because of our people. So right. we need to spend a lot of time in nurturing and building that relationship. 
not just with the team members, maybe to their extended uh, family members as well. Uh, that's what I have done. Uh, and uh, that has helped me a lot in knowing the person. Sometimes, you know, the person does not want to do something, but then they go home, they talk to their inner circle, and then they support them. No, you should do this. This is a great initiative. And then next day I see that the person is all charged. So that happened because I was able to uh, help or I was able to support the extended family and then extended family was able to uh, right. change their perspective. Yeah, I definitely saw that with, I was in the army before in the, mm -hmm. uh, with soldiers. We were kind of charged as a leader in the military, you're charged with taking care of the families as well, making sure they have everything they need. And I definitely right. saw that at right. times where it was like, Awesome. The family. Thank you for your service, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go, before I move on to uh, talking about yeah. leadership by choice, finding a mentor can be one of the most challenging things for someone, right? Because yes. it's, it's one, it's kind of awkward to go up and just be like, hey, can I, can you be my mentor? Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are so many people online that are like, you can pay me for mentorship. It's like, well, you're, are you really a mentor or am I just paying you to learn something? Um, how, say I want to find a mentor, what advice would you give me for actually finding one? So uh, before I give you advice, I will tell you my journey of finding yeah, a mentor. Even better. Uh, when, uh, so in 2015, uh, that was a time when I realized that I have spent too much of time in corporate America and now I want to go back and uh, help uh, the community. Mm -hmm. That's where I went to uh, uh, Orlando, Florida and had a, uh, leadership program, which was conducted by Mr. Les Brown. Oh, yeah. And I participated in his workshop. And uh, I, I was, I have grown up with listening to his videos, listening to his voice on, you know, if you type motivational videos on YouTube, uh, his videos will pop up. So I was very excited to, uh, to be with him. And I wanted to join the coaching program. Uh, and I found out that uh, it was a very high in dollar value. I didn't have that kind of uh, funds that I could uh, support uh, being part of his coaching program. So I just uh, left it out away. But I was still following him. Following back uh, 2022, uh, it was a Saturday morning and I just got a ping on my phone, uh, LinkedIn, from LinkedIn, Les Brown is live. And Les Brown was live, so I just normally I didn't go, don't go to uh, social on weekends, but I went. And here Les Brown was there. He was talking, and he was he introduced one of his mentee uh, who would be doing a coaching program, uh, and that individual is Doctor Delatoro McNeil. So I, I listened to that uh, one hour episode that uh, Les Brown was having, and Doctor Delatoro was also there, and. I attended his program. It was a five-day program. Uh, he really made it uh, very economical for everyone to join in. And in five days, two hours a day, I was able to grasp so many things from him. I was able to see his heart. I was able to see his uh, giving attitude, giving approach. And finally, that was the mentor I chose. And I signed up for his program. And because of his mentorship and coaching, um, the, my books are out. It was his uh, motivation and inspiration that had me pen down my thoughts and that thoughts converted into a book. So, right. so I would say is to find a mentor. So why I've, I went with Dr. Dell 
because he was recommended by someone I like, someone I admire. Right. So that so that was one. Uh, it was not I just found him on Instagram or or YouTube or uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So maybe my recommendation to you would be talk to the people that you know uh, in the leadership uh, arena and see if they have any recommendation for you. Uh, because okay. your people would know you well, and since they are common between you and that coach, they will know that person also well. Right. So that would be a good way to start. And uh, once you get their name, you know, check them online, see if their thoughts are aligned with yours, because it's very, very important uh, that your thoughts needs to be aligned uh, mm -hmm. when you decide to be someone's mentee. Right. Yeah, I can imagine uh, having dissimilar values makes it a little, little challenging to, to work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, okay, let's go. Now to, uh, to leaders of choice, right? So accidental leadership, you're just thrust in. Hey, maybe you should make sure you're preparing now just in case. Yeah. Uh, but if you're, if you're doing this deliberately, right, you have time to prepare. What steps should you be taking to, you know, make sure you're action oriented here? Yep. So uh, first of all, uh, it is the leader who needs to have a plan for their team members because leaders know that, okay, this person... I would need him or her to be a leader. So they need to identify that, okay, Chris, uh, I would be able to make Chris a leader in maybe 12 months. So once they identify, they let the person know, and then there will be a program that is laid out. But the program will be laid out by your learning and development team is one thing. But you as an individual, you also need to spend time in learning about leadership, in learning about uh, the nuances of uh, uh, the first-time leader, the first-time manager, and try to focus on uh, strengthening your skill of building relationship with people, know, knowing people, and go above and beyond on those courses that you have been asked to do. Just don't attend because you are required to attend, but just go above and beyond. So. Mm -hmm. That is something I would recommend people doing who are being chosen to be a leader. Awesome. With that, I think we initially talked about just the need for self-awareness as well, right? As we're mm -hmm. anything in leadership comes down to being aware of everything going on around you and yourself. Uh, how, how do you recommend leaders go about building awareness? So uh, the way I have built my awareness, Chris, is one is reading. Uh, mm -hmm. listening to podcasts like yours uh, definitely uh, enhances uh, my, my knowledge and talking to like-minded people. You need to be in touch with people who know more than you, uh, people who are in your uh, field, as well as people who are not in your field. You don't want to just get associated with people in your industry. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware of what's going on uh, other places. So, uh, my awareness, self-awareness has been through reading, uh, listening, and, and I'm a curious learner. So every time I'm watching a movie or watching any series, I'm, I'm learning. You know, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, I, I'm a quick learner, and I always, just the fact that I'm from learning and development, I always look things from that L&D background. Right. Okay, what story I can pick from here that I can use in my trainings, mm -hmm. or I, which movie I can recommend to my learner. So... Uh, that's that's just me, but uh, these are the places uh, I go for enhancing my knowledge. 
And so, like you, you obviously seem very self-aware. You've been at this for a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. How, I guess, I don't want to phrase this. Leaders are going to have strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah. And so, how can they go about identifying which of what those are for them, and then being able to formulate that plan to be able to to improve? So um, definitely for you uh, to know your strengths and weaknesses, there are various assessments uh, that can be done. Uh, one of the very well-known assessment is 360-degree assessment, mm-hmm. which is done by different levels uh, uh, within the organization. Once you know what your strengths uh, and areas of improvement, my recommendation would be to work towards areas of improvement. and. Knowing that you have uh, areas of improvement, try to take help in those areas whenever is required. So, so one of the mistakes we do as leaders is if I have a team member and he or she coming with me with a problem, I have to solve that problem. That is the notion that most of us have. But they are looking for a solution, not necessarily from you. That solution could be that, hey, what? Why don't you talk to Chris? Chris is an SME in this field or the question that you are asking. He will guide you. Rather than I am doing not so great job and then losing my uh, credibility. Now, one instance will not allow me to lose my credibility. But if let's say that person is new, that person has no relationship with me, uh, working relationship. So that person is new. So I need to be cautious on those aspects. And... um, being aware of our areas of improvement and strength is very, very important. And it is a good quality of a leader. Let's move into the power of mindset shifts. Yep. So one, you've got multiple books, right? Talk, habit building, becoming action-oriented. Like a lot of this comes down to being able to shift your mindset so mm-hmm. you can approach problems better. Uh, what are your, your primary recommendations for just how, how someone can start uncovering those mindset shifts that they need to make in order to become a better leader and hit their potential? So uh, one of the, so I'll answer this from two perspectives. One, as a leader, if I have a team member to, for whom I need to change their mindset, I will take that scenario. And second scenario is would be as a leader, how I can improve my own mindset. So mm-hmm. one, if I have to change the mindset of a team member, First thing I would do is know the backstory. If someone is having a perspective, someone is thinking in a particular way, there is a reason. There is a backstory to it. And we as a leader need to understand what the story is, what is their perspective. And then try to change their perspective by sharing our own success story or sharing the success story of someone else or by leading by example. Uh, that would be one way we can change someone's perspective. If I myself have to improve my perspective, uh, one, I need to listen better because many a times we we have that fixed mindset because we don't listen. We have either our way or a highway kind of a mindset, which as a leader, uh, not always right. So we need to be open to listen to others, as well as we need to be that curious learner that when we know that there are certain areas that we need to improve on, then we need to take uh, measurable steps towards learning on those areas so that we can become uh, a leader. 
because I believe, Chris, as a leader, we just don't, we are not just dealing with a employee. We are dealing with the community. We are dealing with their families. Mm -hmm. uh, their paycheck is getting food on the table. So we are responsible for their career. We are responsible for their uh, life. So there are more ownership and accountability has to come from a leader when they are leading a team. It is just not a title. You know, um, manager, once you get that manager title, you are 24-7, 365 a manager. Uh, and we mm -hmm. need to be very careful and mindful of what we do outside work uh, as well, uh, inside work. Right. So I'm going to put you on the spot for this one. Uh, and we're going to work through like a, a, a case yeah. here. I've, I have seen a lot of team members who just struggle with fear. Right, fear of getting things right. They, you know, they're going to, they're going to fail. They're worried about how they're going to be perceived. As a leader, even if you've created a culture where, like, it's okay to fail, we're going to learn. Right? How can you go about helping that team member just step towards fear? Because I feel like this is one of the hardest mindset mindset shifts mm -hmm. to actually accomplish. Absolutely. Can I share this with a response as a story, uh, which happened yesterday? Yeah. I would love that. So yesterday, my, my uh, nine-year-old son had his uh, basketball uh, game. So he's participating in summer league. And the good part in summer league is they don't have games on weekends. They're having games on the weekday. So we can spend weekends. Uh, so why, So his team won. Uh, my son scored a basket uh, and supported his team. While coming back, uh, as a usual practice, he asked me that, okay, how was my game? Do you have any inputs? And I was telling him that uh, I, I saw that your body language was not looking confident to me. Uh, I have seen your body language when we play at home, when, when I have seen you playing other, other places, but body language was not positive uh, or not confident. Uh, and he said, no, it was confident. And I said, then I shared another story about myself when I was young and how I was afraid of, when I used to play cricket, I was afraid of facing pace or fast bowlers. Um, that was in my mind that, okay, I will get hurt or I will not be able to score runs. I will get out. That was constantly going in my mind. And it so happened that when I spent my time with the coach, my coach told me that you are worrying about the outcome. You are not living in the moment. You are not enjoying the moment. Your job is to play full out and enjoy the moment. And with that thought that I got from my coach, the next game I played, I was prepared with my mind. My mindset was that I'm confident I'm going and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy the game. And as a end result, you know, I played out full. I, I scored maximum runs for my team. I made my team won the game. And it was a different feeling altogether just because I was feeling confident. So mm -hmm. uh, coming to, to this, when someone is fear, uh, having a fear, we need to share our stories. Whenever we all started, we all have our own fair share of mistakes. We were not perfect from day one. Uh, maybe uh, our mistakes may be at a different level, but yes, we all made mistakes. We all failed. So we need to share those stories that what happened to us. Uh, and that is probably something will allow him to gain or her confidence that, oh, he can make mistakes. Okay, I can also make mistakes. 
and uh, i think when you are talking about the culture it is culture is not built by an individual culture is built by a team by a group of team members so if the leader is saying that failing is okay but the people sitting around you saying hey man don't fail don't fail right. <laughs> so it's it's a different story so yeah. is every team member uh, has to embrace that uh, that failure and and be respectful uh, about that individual right right yeah. Uh I want to go into accountability mm-hmm. now. How do you kind of foster again, I guess it's a mindset as well, right? Of just accountability across your team. How do you get even the like the the lowest person? I'm using air quotes for everyone listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. the lowest person, mm-hmm. right? Um uh, even them to say, like, I'm owning this, this is mine. And when they succeed or fail, they're they're willing to take that on and for the team. So uh, in accountability, as a leader, it is important for me, again, going back, knowing people. When I know that, okay, Chris' strength is spreadsheet, just for example, okay, he does well in when it comes to spreadsheet. Uh, he's not that great when it comes to making presentation, PowerPoint presentation. So whenever there is a task which is to the strength of an individual, they will own it. They will take full accountability. The problem happens when uh, why people don't take accountability because they are not confident about that particular uh, work that you are giving to them. And that's where people tend to uh, uh, find ways to pass the responsibility. So... If I know the strengths of my team members and I assign tasks according to their strengths, uh, it will be a game changer for every leader. In our, our pre-interview, we had a good conversation around charisma mm-hmm. and just the ability for individuals to uh, develop it so they could be uh, they could create it themselves, I mm-hmm. guess. What, what steps do you recommend people go through in order to become more charismatic? So uh, I would say first is uh, gratitude. Uh, We need to practice gratitude. We need to be respectful uh, for every and each individual. Uh, I have seen, I know many people uh, who review the title, job titles, and then think whether I need to respect someone or not, uh, which is a very... uh, inappropriate way of giving respect. Everyone deserves respect. And walk the talk would be another aspect that I would say, if you want to build your credibility, if you want to build your charisma in the organization, then you should be able to walk the talk. You should be able to do what you are saying and just not be a, a leader who keeps saying but does not execute. So be a leader who executes things. Be a re- leader who gets result. Be a leader who inspire and motivate others. Uh, these are some of the things that will allow you to build your own credibility and charisma in your organization. Important advice for every leader right there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Rahul, this has been a great conversation. Uh, next question, besides your books, uh, which I do recommend everyone give a read to. Uh, actually, can on, right now, Amazon, mm-hmm. Can, any other bookstores to find uh, us? Wherever the books are sold, my books are available. Everywhere. Awesome. So, and just to reiterate for everybody, be action-oriented and habits for miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, check those two out. Now, separate from those two, 
What book do you recommend every leader should be reading? Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership by, it's, uh, uh, by Na uh, Navy SEAL Sergeants. Uh, John, yep. I think. Jocko, yes. Jocko Willink and Leif Bevan. That is yep. one of the few books that I have read word by word. Uh, I have, I'm an avid reader, but I don't read every book word by word. But this is one of the books. And yeah. the, the great thing about this is that uh, it's all a story based. So they have used the war situation. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, they have mentioned the leadership lessons. So I would highly recommend that to uh, every leader. Yeah. So quick story. Uh, right before I took company command in the army, I read that book. And, uh, and when I went in, it became very clear to me that ownership mm -hmm. was one of the reasons why that organization had previously been failing. And, and so like, I almost credit that book with helping awesome. me turn, turn the unit yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, but okay, what is next for you professionally? So professionally, uh, right now I'm looking for avenues for me to spread my message that I've written in the book. Uh, I'm looking for uh, public speaking engagements so I can spread my messages. Uh, I'm personally looking to give back to community by getting associated with college and universities because I believe that if habits inculcated early, right, habits are inculcated early, it will give them benefits yeah. long term. So that's what is next for me. Awesome. And uh, finally, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on um, social media, LinkedIn, as well as on my website, which is uh, habits number four miraclescom uh, They can find my contact information or they can find me with my name on LinkedIn. Uh, or if they can just search on my book name, uh, you will be able to find me as well. Awesome. And we will get all of those linked up in the show notes. Rahul, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Chris, great. for having me on the show. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. And for more information on how to build effective and efficient teams through your leadership, visit leadingforeffect.com. As always, deserve it.